Yo, welcome back to episode number 65 of the Bravo Zulu podcast. Dropping it on a Wednesday. Um, yeah, we talked something about mental health in this one. You know, um, I explained it in the intro. Uh, so we'll let you listen to that and enjoy that. Uh, so, you know, if you're enjoying this and you're getting some uh, value out of it, don't forget, share it with a friend. Uh, stop by the Facebook page. Uh, links are on there to share it to other people, to share it to your page. Click the link right here in Spotify or iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to it. Just drop it in somebody else's lap and let them enjoy it too. Thanks. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Bravo Zulu Podcast. We're on episode 60-something. I'm losing track, not because the number's getting high, because I fell behind, and this is going down on a Tuesday. Um, you do not have a new episode uh, that was supposed to be out today, so this will be on a Wednesday, if I stay up late enough. Anyways, anyways, um, you know, it was just one of those weeks where uh, I had some cancellations, some things didn't uh, come through. Uh, busy weekend, had family in town and that, again, I've said it before, I'll say it a hundred times, that's always going to come first. So, um, you know, I was looking for something to talk about and I forgot that I had, um, subscribed and become a member of the U S Naval Institute. So for my civilian listeners, this is going to be, um, somewhat Navy heavy in, in a point of view and perspective, but it's a, a popular topic for uh, everyone out there, right, in in today's world, and that's the topic of mental health, and uh, I'm not a mental health professional. I've said it on this podcast before that I've not experienced any mental health um, issues or problems or depressions or anxieties or any other kind of stuff, right? Um, so, so, you know, take this with a grain of salt or, or however you want to take it, but Cause I was, I was like, man, let me, um, let me just check out some Navy bullshit real quick on the U S Naval Institute. And, uh, I came across, I was, I was looking through their proceedings tab, the Naval history tab, I guess you have to be a super member, which was kind of a bummer cause there's some, some good titles that I wanted to read on anyways, the proceedings tab here. And it says, uh, there's, as I scroll down a little bit, uh, one caught my eye. It says the Navy should expand mental health resources. And I was like, oh, that that sounds interesting. And yeah, they probably should somewhere, right? But let, let me let me see what this is. And so for those that don't know, the proceedings in here on the US Naval Institute, a lot of these, I think if not all of them, you know, check it out for yourself. Check it, you know, look into it. But a lot of them are like um reader uh, submissions, right? So if you're a, a member or if you just have something, I don't even think you got to be a member. You can write a, a like, you know, medium to short essay, submit it to them and see if it gets published. And I think it's it's a it's an awesome thing. I think a lot of sailors don't know about it. And it can be about just about anything you want it to be. It needs to be professional. Um, you don't have to have a writing degree. You know, you should probably have someone check it for you know spelling corrections and stuff before you send it off. But um, so this one is by a uh, uh, petty officer, second class, Stefan Dalton. I think I'm saying that right. 
um, U.S. Navy. Steph, it's S-T-E-P-H-A-N Dalton. And I'm only putting the name out there because it is um, by him or her, whoever, by this sailor, right? Uh, and it's on the on the Naval Institute webpage, so it's kind of like free game out there. It is volume 147, 11, 1425, something like that, I guess. I don't know, November 2021. So I'm going to read through this, and as I read through I'm going to stop and take some breaks and kind of talk about what I'm interpreting from this sailor and what they're writing and, you know, try to keep this under 45. Uh, I can read it fast if you can listen fast, all right? Uh, and then I'll talk slower when it comes to my point of view. I've already read it once, so I have some thoughts on it, and um, they probably won't surprise you. So it starts off. <clears throat> uh, there's my water, okay. To strengthen the naval profession, more attention and resources must be allocated to naval mental health providers. Awareness of and of and training regarding mental health and resilience are essential principles to developing a stronger navy. All right, so uh, he's a legal, or I keep saying that they are a legal professional in the navy, so they're probably a, a legal man. All right, a LN. They've proceeded. Uh, I have. Pres- Processed many non-judicial punishments and administrative boards, as well as managed liberty risk programs. Mental health is often overlooked and unchecked, but is equally as important as physical health. Okay. As a legal professional in the Navy, I have drafted many packages for non-judicial punishment. That means for civilian listeners, that means like pretty much you can go get in trouble from your commanding officer on board your, your command, your ship. Shore duty, whatever, right? It's an NJP. It's not official court. It's not a court martial. It's not like court out in town. It's not like that, right? It's just your commanding officer saying, hey, you're in trouble. These are the charges that are ringing against you, and you're in trouble. Like, there's no, like, defense or nothing, right? In 2017, I changed my major from business to psychology. This made me aware of trauma and how it affects our reflected in behavior, so that was kind of resonating with me, right? Uh, everyone has trauma. We've talked about that before on here a little bit, right? Um, I first began to think about this issue while stationed on board the Ronald Reagan in 2018 when my new education and work experiences converged. At that time, I was stationed on a forward deployed ship in which our population tends to reach about 5,000 sailors and or Marines at sea. I began to see a trend in my drafted work. Many offenders received non well, I'm just going to call it NJP. Right, that's what we call it. NJP received NJP non-judicial punishment for identical or similar offenses. To add insult to injury, many were repeat offenders and were eventually administratively separated from the Navy. Although my position was to administer documents and ensure that my office and our proceedings were in compliance with the Navy regulations, I had opportunity to talk with these troubled service members. This gave me a chance to ask the reason. For their behavior and investigate what possible stimuli would trigger such responses. I felt this was important to understand the mindset of these sailors I was working with. So straight out the jump here, right? Okay, so he this sailor is going into psychology and and now they're like they're going to see this and they're applying what they're learning to like real world and whatever, whatever, right? Um, yeah, we'll just keep going for now, right? All right, tools for success. I can recall. One interaction that has never left me. One service member decided to use an electronic cigarette on board, a vape pen, which clearly violates the UCMJ, Uniform Code of Military Justice. Yes, people out there in in non-Navy world, you cannot have vape pens on board ships. The batteries, the lithium batteries and this and that, they have caught fire and burned sailors 
and they can catch the uniform on fire, which is not fire retardant, right? And you can you, like it's 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 been outlawed for like um for years now, right? So you can't do it. You can't have them on board. Some people might be like, "But that's dumb." Well, it's a fucking rule. Okay, so apparently this sailor had it on board, and it's a clear violation. This sailor, the one he's talking about, right? Not the author of this. This was not the first time he had done this. After finishing his documents, I could not allow him to leave without knowing why he did what he did or trying to understand his headspace. The service member shared his story with me, describing a very rough upbringing. From this conversation, I realized that the person, that's like an uh, italic or something, the person must be treated before the sailor. It is futile to bark orders to a sailor when the person has not learned how to be a sailor. Okay. Um, so right here, first, like when I was first reading this, I was just, again, look, shout out to this PO2. Okay. They wrote this. They had the guts to step up and do it. I've never written anything like this. You probably will never catch me writing nothing. So this isn't a, a, a tear down of the sailor, right? It's just me reading about what sailors are thinking about mental health and just giving a, a slight response to it. Right. Cause it is important. But as a, as that chief in there or whatever, or any leader, or just another sailor looking out for sailors, you got to kind of know what kind of headspace everybody's in, right? Well, if this one person's thinking like this, who else might be thinking like this? Is there something in this article that I could grab from? So, like, don't nobody hit me up talking about, like, I'm bashing on a sailor. I'm just breaking down what he wrote, she what she wrote, whoever it is, and kind of, like, applying my own interpretation to it, right? So, uh, nobody should like who like it's nobody in this to not allow someone to leave without knowing, right? You know, I could not allow them to leave without knowing. Well, no, you you wanted to know because you're studying it and and you're trying to apply it to your own uh, learnings, which to me is kind of wrong, right? Like, who are you to hold back a sailor that's going through NJP out of your capacity of your of your rating? right of your job and be like hold on i need to talk to you this because i need to understand this for myself like that's that's not your role right um really in that situation that's the role of maybe the xoco as it goes through the process so they can make the decision maybe the chief's mess if the sailor is going to a disciplinary review board to make the decision how they're going to proceed but who is it as yours to you know, to in just the way he they word this, the sailor words this, right? To come off like that, and I'm just saying that's how it comes off to me, just by what was written here on this website. After finishing his dogmates, I could not allow him to leave without knowing why he did what he did, or trying to understand his headspace. You don't need to, as he previously said, you need to file the paperwork. That's your job. You're not a psychologist. You're not a therapist. You're not there for mental health. You're doing it out of your own selfish want of understanding something, which, you know, whatever, that's on you. Um, and then the service members shared their upbringing, a very rough upbringing. Fuck, man, how many of us haven't had a very rough upbringing, right? I've dipped into some of my, you know, quote-unquote rough upbringing, right? Um, I do not believe that's a, an excuse for any of your actions today, especially in the Navy, of not being able to follow a rule. Right. Was your upbringing so rough where, you know, no one told you yes or, or right from wrong? You know what I mean? Like, you know, 
<laughs> like I, I I don't know who who knows who the sailor is. I don't need to know, but like if someone has told you, hey, this, and even if your upbringing didn't teach you right from wrong because you didn't have the people in your life to do that, the Navy has said, do not do this. That alone, you understand those words, do not do this, means you can't do that. All right, so that's pretty simple there. All right, moving on to this next paragraph. Uh, we'll, we'll come back to some of the, because he gets into some more, more of the stuff where we'll kind of start breaking down the you must treat the person before the sailor kind of stuff. Learning is defined as a change in behavior stemmed from an event that occurs, that occurs in one's life. Can someone be expected to unlearn behaviors they have been exposed for the lion's share of their life? My interaction with this service member showed showed me that he merely had not learned healthy coping skills. According to his chain of command, he was a good worker but was impressionable and made poor decisions off-duty. If this service member had been given the proper tools for success, he might not have been in this position in the first place. Unfortunately, these life skills are not taught alongside the core Navy values at Recruit Training Command. Okay, um, we'll keep reading here. Ultimately, I am not sure what fate befell that sailor. However, many like him were separated during my during their first command. At one point, I wondered how the command could support itself with so many gap billets. In addition to the amount of service members separated for punitive reasons, there was an influx of service members diagnosed with adjustment disorders. Again, I had the opportunity to speak with these service members directly. These conversations solidified a thought that I had for a while. Our military is a direct reflection of the culture in the country. Being informed and aware of mental health does not excuse irresponsible behavior, but it could help us evade many problems faced not only by the the armed forces, but as a nation. All right, so we'll, we'll go, we'll work backwards here. Absolutely, right? I'm not sure how long the, you know, Sailor Dalton has been in the Navy, but anyone that has been on any amount of time should already know the, the military isn't different from society. We're a microcosm of society, right? You're taking all of society and you're just cramming us into the same uniform and hardly the same uniform because so many uniforms throughout all branches nowadays, right? You could walk into any Navy building and probably see a couple different uniforms on any given day. And, and unless you're, you know, other, other uh, branches wouldn't even know that we're all in the Navy, if it didn't say Navy on it or something, right? So, yes, of course, we are just a small, small microcosm of society. And that since society is having mental health issues, and that, again, back to, you know, what I'm saying, like to the civilian homies, th- this connects with you too, I think, right? Um, if society is having mental health issues and it's a problem out there, right? Then, yes, of course, it's going to be a problem here. And it's only going to be worse because, you know, for the most part, the military is more stressful than most other jobs out there in in society, right? In American society. So, you know, that goes back to when he's saying it's a direct reflection of the culture in the country. Well, what else is the culture of the country? Not having coping skills, right? Not having life skills, life skills, not being taught in high school, life skills, not being taught by mom and dad, life skills, not being taught by mom or dad or grandma or grandparent or, you know, uh, I was gonna say sponsor (laughs) or, um, guardian, right? 
kids are not being raised by grown-ups. Grown-ups don't even have life skills. As I had a teacher once say, you know, the skills to pay the bills. But they're having kids and they're not teaching them shit. So what the fuck do you think is going to happen when these kids that haven't been taught shit, taught shit growing up by their parents, parents, whatever, grandparent, whichever one you want to pick by nobody, join the Navy. They're not going to have life skills. And, uh, you know, you, you might not like like hearing this, but the Navy, the military, isn't here to teach you life skills. It's not a requirement when you sign up. What is required is that you're, you know, out of the actual requirements, right? Oh, something dropping over there. I got dogs messing around. Is that you listen to your RDCs and you follow orders. So that's what's required is being able to follow orders is being able to know what what someone tells you is right and wrong and doing that. Right. So going back to when they say don't have coping mechanism, I wasn't taught this and all that. Nah, bullshit. They were taught enough in boot camp. If you want to get into boot camp, not teaching enough and not being hard enough to to break sailors of societal problems and get them to conform to the uh, indoctrination of the military. That's another conversation. I'll get CJ back on here. Who is RDC? Right. I'll find some other RDCs to come on and we'll talk about it. But they're doing their job and their job isn't to teach life skills and coping mechanisms. Okay, you're 18. You're an adult. I hope you would have got that somewhere in your upbringing. And if you didn't, I'm sorry for you. Right. But that's not on us. The Navy, the organization. Right. The government, the military, the feds. Us. Right. Who's put on the uniform. That's not us. Okay, that's. Whoever didn't raise you right. Okay. Uh, oh, and then you get into, you know, that there were uh, the punitive reasons people were getting discharged. And then um, what is service members diagnosed with adjustment disorders? Okay. I've seen that only, I think, maybe once or twice in my career. Okay, good. Get rid of them. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't feel bad for these people. Adjustment disorders. That's not our, and when I say our, I mean the Navy. That's not, that's not the Navy's fault. Okay. The Navy's fault isn't, oh my goodness, this sailor has a problem adjusting to us. That's that sailor's problem. And it's better. And we're going to get into this in a minute in the next part. Right. So let me just read on. Okay. Investment in sailors. Let me get a drink of water first. What the whistle. To me, it didn't make sense to separate these service members after there has been such a huge financial investment in them. Each service member goes through basic training in Great Lakes, Illinois. If they are rated, they go off to additional training A schools. Some receive more training in C schools. Counting the cost invested in each service member would include travel and medical and dental care at the very least. You could argue that good order and discipline outweighs these financial investments but as legal as a legal professional and aspiring psychologist i beg to differ from observing multiple service members dealing with the same issues i noted that many had not been exposed to healthy coping mechanisms how can they be expected to unlearn these patterns in a matter of months moreover they often connect with other service members who share similar upbringings 
and end up in toxic environments. To support service members, resilience training should be implemented alongside a greater awareness of mental health and the need for non-toxic work environments. <coughs> Many repeat offenders cross my path. Oh, they received a stern lecture from the chief's mess, and then the XO, and last the commanding officer. They were put back in the same environment with little positive influence. Usually, these service members spend more time in their respective workspaces than with the command's mental health provider, rightly so, as they are sailors and work must get done. However, how effective is one one ship psychologist for upwards of 5,000 service members? There's so much emphasis on physical fitness across each branch of the Department of Defense in contrast to very minimal efforts toward mental health. I believe that strides have been made, but it's not enough. Even in 2021, business, uh, actually, let me let me stop there, right? And there's two paragraphs at a time. Okay, so, um, you know, cost, cost analysis here. Um, good owner and discipline always outweigh the financial investment, okay, in my opinion. If so, yeah, you've invested the, the military, the navy, the country has invested into these eighteen to you know twenty year olds, thirty year olds, who however old they are, right? We always think of military members being like eighteen, fresh out of high school. There's some that come in at like thirty. They've been invested into. Here's the problem, right? If they're showing uh, unwillingness or um, diagnosis of. not being able to adjust okay if all you do is keep them in and be like hey you know what um you do still have to go to work because work does still have to get done but then we're going to send you to psychologist or mental health every week all you're doing it you're, you're burning money at some point okay hard truth of it all right you're gonna burn you're burning money somewhere especially if at some point you get to you get where am I? Oh my bad, my bad. Um you get to a point where now they're being medically retired for something, right? You're getting to a point for for some kind of mental health. You're getting to a point where some kind of harm becomes to them because for all of the mental health and assistance they were going through, it wasn't working. And we kept putting them back into the environment, right? Well, then what good is it if we just keep putting them back and then the worst happens? When they could have been processed out and we could have let them go on to be a civilian and just go figure it out. And then, you know, there's a second part of that conversation of like continuing or what kind of benefits they get, you know, related to mental health. Again, how are we sure that being in the Navy for two years is what all of a sudden gave them the mental health problems, right? Especially when you you go by this article, if we're a microcosm of society and we're just bringing their societal issues in with them, then it wasn't the Navy that gave it to them. It was just the Navy that made them realize that they're not working adults ready for the real world and or the Navy. So now they need to leave the Navy and they just go deal with it in the real world. But like that benefits package and everything else is, is kind of another conversation. You know, um, you know, as, as the one outweighing the other, like as, as soon as they're in on their ship, if they can't deal with it, get them out because 
you're just throwing money at it every day, month, year that goes by and you keep them in longer, right? And then if they do another enlistment, they get SRB, right? There's more money for them, more money for them, but they, the problem hasn't been resolved and they're still showing back up to work, right? You could get into the non-toxic working environments. What's a non-toxic working environment, right? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, can you clearly define that one for me, right? What What is... What does that specific sailor need or not need or can't come by in a working environment that wouldn't, you know, uh, quote unquote, trigger their mental health? Right. Or, or whatever the issue is. Right. What, what if the, you're you taking away that one thing or removing that is somebody else's thing that keeps them coming to work? You know, like so it, it, I understand when when. If you want to just go broad stroke and be like non-toxic working environment, if you want to say, okay, a place they can go to that they, they feel safe, respected, and productive in, cool, right? Yes, that that's an easy, um, should be no questions asked. Every sailor should be able to go to that spot. Outside of that, what 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 is what else? What? What, that you don't have a LPO or a chief that sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes gets loud? <clears throat> that needs to raise their voice at certain sailors when certain sailors are acting up, not doing things the way they should. I don't know. Is that one time, <coughs> excuse me, that one time they yelled, does that create a everlasting toxic working environment? Or was it just one time? <coughs> excuse me, man. I feel like it's dusty in here or something. Sorry, I need I need a proper studio. Got to get out of this garage. <clears throat> oh man, I had to take a break there. Oh my goodness! All right, uh, and then here, okay. There's so much emphasis on physical fitness. Uh, and it, no, there isn't. Not not in this Navy branch. We like to pretend there is. Okay, we like to pretend there is, but there really isn't. So let, let's not get that twisted up in there, okay? That's that's a whole other uh, conversation for another day, but it's just not, right? There's there's a uh, uh, what do they call that a a, a shroud, like a, a a thin shroud of emphasis, right? We make it seem like there is, but really there isn't, right? There just really isn't, okay? Um, I I actually would argue the opposite that. We have, and, and, you know, partially, rightfully so, taken more steps for mental health lately than we have physical health, you know, um, which both are very equally important. But I definitely believe that if you had better physical health and more emphasis on that and having that as an outlet and a coping mechanism, <clears throat> that would start solving a lot of mental health problems, right? Depending on the cases and stuff, you know, again, not a fucking doctor here, just talking out of my ass for you <clears throat> to listen to sorry i'm sorry uh i think it's i was going for a run yesterday with the wife and a fly flew in my mouth and i think it's still there i swear to god that's what that's what happened all right uh even in 2021 business entities acknowledging mental health is still a novel concept I always liken psychology to electricity everything society knows about electricity is merely theory um, <clears throat> I didn't understand that. I thought we knew how electricity worked, right? 
I'm not an electrician, but I'm pretty sure we know how it works. I don't know. Individuals surmise the ways electricity works by looking at the resulted action that it has on equipment and often on other people. I treat mental health in the same manner. Emotions and thought processes are intangible, but there is empirical evidence in the behavior presented as for the members who were separated from mental health disorders. I also feel there should be a second take before signing these separations. There were several service members who I believed played the system to leave the military without without fulfilling their contract. However, there are many legitimate cases in which individuals need to leave for the safety of themselves and those around them. I want to discuss the ones who could have been retained. Okay, so I, the electricity thing, I don't understand. He starts talking like he's a college-educated person, much above my uh, pay grade. <clears throat> and straight up, I don't get what, what the sailor's trying to say about it, right? About, like, electricity theory and that they only know it because they watch how it works. Well, I, okay, so moving on from that. Um, the empirical evidence moving on, right? Like I, if you don't show me the evidence or cite the evidence, then I don't know what to look at to, to see that. Right. Um, you know, the second look, there were several service members who I believe played the system. Yes, you're fucking right. There are several service members every God darn day. Okay. That be like, oh, wait, if I say this, if I do that, there's other service members telling them if you do this and you say that and you act like this and act like that, you can be separated. They will start having to look at you to be separated. Okay, I was just hearing a a story very recently about a sailor who might have done some of that. Maybe they had real issues. Maybe they made up some bullshit and told the exact right people because they know that those people would have to report it and it would expedite the process of them being separated. It happens, right? What's the, what's the easiest thing to do? Prove that you have a, they, or, or, and get diagnosed with adjustment disorder, something fucking other, or tell somebody um, you're thinking about doing the worst to yourself. Or, you know, uh, how about even a simpler one, right? You go out, hit the downtown, ask, you know, the, the dude on the street corner or the chick at the club, whatever, to score a little something, something, you know, a little booger sugar, right? Maybe a little uh, a reefer, you know, uh, uh, the, the devil's cabbage, all right? Like, and, and then you just do a little bit of that, and then you come in and you tell somebody, right? Or you, or, you know what I'm saying? And boom, you pop, you're out. Zero tolerance. You're done. You don't got to go through a process. Fuck the process. I want to get out now. Yo, I'm doing this. Get me out. Which which one's easier to do? So, yes, there are people playing the system to get the fuck up out of here because they don't want to be here because it's not what they thought it was. They thought it was college. <clears throat> Excuse me. They thought it was college. They thought they weren't working. They didn't know what the fuck. I didn't know what the fuck the Navy was, really. Right? I didn't understand the gravity of what a ship is. Okay. I'm here still. Some people, they didn't want to be here, so they got the fuck out as soon as they could. (coughs) So, I I don't want... Those people, again, back to the cost analysis part of it, I want them out. You should want them out also. They're not going to do anything positive for the Navy while they're here. Right? 
I don't care. I don't, I don't care, yo. Don't tell me that you're the best this or that and that you could change them. Okay. They don't need to be changed. They need to be let go. All right. In the civilian world, they fire people for reasons. We need to learn to let go of that and not think that everyone is meant for this job. All right. Uh, moving on here. Um, well, you know, he wraps that paragraph up. I want to discuss the ones who could have been retained. You don't know that, right? You're not that psychologist doctor yet. Those those doctors, right? Um, he, he talks about, you know, one doctor, one ship, ship psychologist for 5,000 people. That's a blessing for you, bro. Okay? There are ships out there that have no psychologist. That they go to the couple, the the few psychologists at the hospital that is serving an entire area like San Diego. I don't know how many psychologists are up at Balboa, but they have all of San Diego to cover. Oh, guess what? They probably also share Camp Pendleton and all the Marines up there because I don't know how many doctors are up there, but I'm sure they get referred back down to Balboa being that it's the bigger hospital, right? So you got, fuck 5,000. You got a couple carriers over here. So you have a clinic there, but I'm sure the clinic's still referring people to Balboa. So you got, what, three carriers? So there's 15,000. Yeah, y'all get the point. Okay, so you have a ship doctor, a ship psychologist serving 5,000. That's a lot better number than five or 10 serving 15 to, I don't know, 50,000 Navy or whatever the number might be in San Diego, right? So, uh, reading on, serving on board a forward deployed vessel during the COVID-19 pandemic only magnified the existing problems. I have never seen more misguided behavior in my career, which I argue is correlated to the challenges of living as a recluse in an already restricted way of life. Junior senators made irresponsible and selfish decisions, which then led them to my office. <laughs> As these service members went through the process of not NJP, I noticed that every command-wide team was present except mental health. Okay, so, yes, COVID-19 enhanced it, enhanced just like it did society, right? We, we should already be understanding of that. If you have problems before COVID-19, COVID-19 did not solve your problems. It's only going to amplify any problem that you had. <clears throat> you had a drinking problem and you couldn't go do nothing? Outside of drink, guess what? You're drinking at home. You're probably drinking even more. Me, I, I I love to eat. Guess what? I developed more of more eating. Not a problem, not a disorder. I just did more of it, right? Did I work out some? Sure. Did I have late night snacks and late night drinks with the wifey on her days off when I was teleworking? Yes, and I loved it. It was great. And, you know, I got some consequences of it, and I'm okay with that. We lived through it. I don't have a problem with it. I don't have the a disorder or this or that. And I, I don't need to <clears throat> blame any upbringing, lack of life skills or trauma on that. Right. You have to be self-aware enough to realize that you're a fucking adult and you've made decisions. Okay. A valid point here though, is that these service members going through NJP, you have all these command teams there of, of, you know, equal opportunity, this or that, whatever, but no mental health professionals. Well, I would say a mental health professional should only be there if that sailor was seeing a mental health professional. If that sailor never saw or the mental health professional, then what do they need to be there for? 
maybe you could make an argument that through the NJP process, maybe they need to stop off and see mental health. You know what I mean? And get get a, a checked out green, you know, all, all good card. But then at that same time, sailors are smart, right? They know mental health is a hot button topic. So if they know they're in trouble and they know they got to go talk to mental health, are sailors smart enough? And would some cheat and abuse the system and say, yeah, something's wrong with me and make some shit up or not make shit up, but reveal actual shit in hopes of getting out of the trouble that they're in? Yes. To all the above. Excuse me. Criminal offenses are compromised of two components. Mens rea or rea. And this is Latin. I'm sure referring to the state of mind and octus rios, the act of the act itself or behavior. It seems as if only one of these components are taken into consideration, making adjudication based off only a behavior without addressing the root of that behavior creates a formula for repeated incidents. Getting to the root of every service member's behavior will not ensure that all misconduct is eliminated. Rather, it could help bring incidents to light. Some careers could be saved along with some lives. Moreover, the financial investment in these service members will not be wasted. So, like, okay, that's the point, right, of the state of mind. But I, I'm looking at it as more like, you know, your state of mind, are you, sanity, are you pleading insane because you're actually, like, crazy and, and you're not there? Or is your state of mind is you don't, you're not crazy, so you knew what you're doing. Just because you have mental health issues doesn't excuse your 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 like what is it? I don't know that you're you're still there. You know you still know the right from wrong, right? You just have some mental health issues that you're working through, right? You can't be like, well, my mental health issue of anxiety and stress is what led me to in, in the case you previously uh, discussed, right? Of not following the rules of having my vape pen on board. That doesn't that doesn't correlate to me. Maybe it does to you. If you know, drop it on the Facebook page. Let me know. But it doesn't make sense to me, right? It would have to have a direct like correlation of like, oh, this mental health says they don't know the right from wrong, the yes to no to this thing. But even then, I think you're going down that slippery slope. And again, like we don't need to save financial investments you're not so invested into after the eight weeks of boot camp eight weeks is it eight weeks i think eight nine weeks or whatever right yeah eight weeks of boot camp and you know depending on your rating or rate rating excuse me rating you know it's cut the losses early is what i'm saying cut the losses early and then we'll wrap it up here right changing perspective our minds serve as the place where all our behavior begins and that same place can be used to stop the unhealthy behavior. A simple change in perspective can make a world of difference to someone. Access to help is a great first step. Mental health providers and resources should be expanded, particularly on forward deployed vessels, so that service members have opportunities to receive optimal care. Effective training on mental health will discourage the stigma attached to symptoms that are common among all people. Lastly, individualized resilience building Exercises for sailors and marines who exhibit symptoms of poor mental health coping and coping skills will help retain service members and benefit the Navy as a whole. Okay, so as we as we change it up here, right, the changing perspective as his last paragraph or hers, again, my bad, it's a sailor, right? As their uh, last paragraph says, 
Yeah, a well, simple change in, pers- in perspective can make a world of difference. And that, that change should be happening in boot camp, right? Where you, as that new sailor, gets a change of perspective of what your new life is going to be like. And that when that senior person of rank tells you what to do, you go do it. And you learn, right? Initially, it's like, yes, I got to go do that. And then as you actually join the real fleet and people teach you things, good people, I hope, right? Good shipmates, good chiefs, good wardroom, whatever. You, you start building on that perspective. But the problem is society is giving the military at large people, adults, that have bad perspective or no perspective on what actual real life is like because you're living it through your black mirror, TV, cell phone, whatever, right? So people are out of touch, and they come here, and even though the Navy is changing and advancing and stuff, it's still a lot different than from the society. So you're st- you're still so far out of touch. You know, well, they they let the sailors have cell phones nowadays because why? Because they can't do anything without a cell phone. Because it's such a part of them. Whereas when I went through, I didn't even have a fucking cell phone. I didn't even take a cell phone to boot camp. Right? I didn't have one. Or I had one. I got rid of it. Right? I had a cricket. Fifty dollar unlimited text. Right, uh, not a smartphone. Right, had to push the number five button three times to get to the letter. You know that kind of shit. You know, so you're you, as if you're a young junior sailor and, and, and you're missing perspective. You, you might want to ask one of the senior sailors around you about some perspective on whatever you're missing it on. Right, ask different ones in boot camp. You should be gaining that perspective, and you don't even realize you're gaining. It's boot camp. You're just trying to get through it, right? But you cannot just fall in line. Nobody joined, and we've said this before, right? Like Nobody joins the Navy thinking, you know what? I want to join the Navy and find the exact same kind of people I've been hanging out with for the last four years, ten years, whatever it is, eight years, right? Four years of high school, eight years of high school and college, ten years of life. No one joins the Navy and says that. You're usually joining the Navy to do something with yourself, to do something different with yourself, to gain some benefits as you're trying to change your life. So if you're a junior sailor out there listening, you need that's the perspective you need to have. Why did you join here? Was it to change your life? Then fucking change it. Stop doing the same thing you used to do wherever you came from, right? And, like, again, we've talked about that some with some of the homies on here and stuff, right, uh, about – that that kind of stuff, right? Um, you know, uh, more resources. Yes, yes, we need more resources, more mental health resources, more physical health resources, more resources in general. We need more sailor resources, like actual sailor sailors on board ships, because that's our biggest resource. Are the people, the sailors? We need more of those, right? We need more good ones coming from society, more good people, right? Because that's not my focus. It shouldn't have to be my focus is to raise adults in the Navy. It's to raise sailors in the Navy. Not teach these kids life cope, life coping mechanism skills or whatnot, right? It might end up being a byproduct. But that's not my main mission. My main mission is the mission, right? I, I shouldn't like, you know, you know, 
we we go down that you know for you know hit me up we go down that one another time but like that that shouldn't be my main thing right teaching you how to pay bills <laughs> teaching you how to get insurance you need help and you never done it ask i'll help right but that is not my that, that is not my objective here in this role okay the objective is is the mission to make sure you guys are safe and healthy and trained okay if if you disagree let me know. You know, we'll get we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, but we do need more mental health providers out there. And you know, he says particularly on forward deployed vessels. Look, there's only one forward deployed carrier, and you have a doc on board. How many more doctors do you need? How many psychologists, doctors are there in the Navy? Where are they at? Fleet centric areas. You know what I mean? So again, you want to talk about perspective. You need to elevate your mind to the perspective of fleet wide and try thinking on the doctor side of things that how many are there? They're probably short staffed. Oh, medical is going through a whole different change. Like the whole Navy medicine is going through changes. Who are they keeping? Who are they not keeping? Are there even, is the, is the Navy even opening up billets and commissionings for psychologists to come in? Do graduating psychologists even want to serve in the military where they're not getting paid for shit except, you know, one pay. Whereas if they're good enough and they got their master's or, or PhD or whatever, and they're doing their own private practice, they're charging hundreds of dollars an hour or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So you got to look at it. Or do people even want to come in and do this? You know, that's something else. Um, effective training on mental health would discourage the stigma. Yeah, it's like we need to discourage the stigma about mental health, right? If you got if you got mental health issues, go see someone, talk to someone, go do it. Like it, then just come back and, and do the work that you can do. Or if you don't need to do the work because it is toxic or it is your triggering thing, then let your leadership know and and move on to something else, right? It it doesn't matter as long as you're healthy in the bottom line, right? The Navy machine, I always tell people, that even in retirement, right, no issues or anything like that. The Navy machine will march on. It will keep going. It will get underway, okay? So just because you have a mental health issue, you can't worry about the other shit if your mental health issue isn't resolved and taken care of and, and you're looking out for yourself somewhere in there, right? So if you're worried about all the mission and this and that and who's going to do this and that, but your mental health is no good, then I, I really don't even want you here because you're not here, right? Like you're not. You, you need to be worrying about yourself, right? I can't even be here because I'm worried about you. So please go somewhere and get the help that you need and then come back to us when you're better. Otherwise, we're, we're just, we're setting you up for a worst case scenario or we're not keeping you safe. And again, I said, as, as leaders, as anyone in that role, right? Your shipmates, everyone, you should be in a spot where you feel safe, you're getting trained, and you're healthy, and I think that's what I said, right? Those three, something like that, right? That's not like verbatim out of a book or anything. It's just like what I do, right? Like when you come to work, you around me, you should feel safe. You should feel like you're getting trained. You should have a purpose, right? So that's that. Um, resilience building exercises. Yeah, I don't know. Again, let's get back to actual exercises, right? You know, a lot of, the, a lot of these things, there's like these catchy words, right, that are being thrown out there in, in different uh, fields and, 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 and practices and, you know, talking points of, of the special words 
right? That trigger, oh, boom, yep, we, we got to use these words because this is what gets people talking, right? Like, look, I just, I don't, I like resilience. I don't know. I don't know. You know, again, you can talk to your mental health providers and get all the help you want, but like, so sometimes I, I don't have answers. Like, like what, what is a resilient, you, you answer this listening right now. What is a resiliency building exercise that you do? Is it actual physical exercise? That's one I can think of. What's another one? I can't think of any. Maybe because I'm not smart enough and I don't understand what the word means. Right? Maybe because um, I don't understand what the mean words mean altogether. Right? Maybe, you know, like I haven't read a textbook about it. I don't know. But you tell me, and what are, are you? And then, and then share with me, right? What are, what are the the exercises to build resilience that you do? And are you sharing those with your sailors? I don't know. Or or you know, let's get out of the navy. Are you sharing those with your your friends, your coworkers, the homies? You know, are you letting people around you know, like yo, this is what I do. If you're having a bad day, you can try it too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that's all I got. Again, look, um, big shout out to uh, Petty Officer Dalton. Right? They, uh, let's see. Oh, it has a little bio on them. Uh, so, uh, big shout out to Petty Officer Dalton, who enlisted in the Navy in 2010 as an electrician's mate, serving on board the USS Frank Cable. Uh, then the Bonhomme Richard, uh, you know, we had that episode on that one, lost him to the fire. So, you know, shout out uh, BHR. Um, and then he serves as a command legal man for Patrol Squadron 30, VP 30 in Jacksonville, Florida. So, again, this is on the U.S. Navy Institute, uh, USNI, usnavalinstitute.org page under the proceedings. Big shout out to Petty Officer Dalton for, um, yeah, it's a he because it says he currently serves. Okay. Um, so big shout out to them for, you know, stepping up and writing this article and submitting it. Right. Uh, again, I'm not bashing the person. I'm not bashing the article. I'm just discussing it, you know, here on, on the Bravo Zulu podcast about what I think think of it. Right. And how it relates and how I relate to some of this stuff. So, again, if, if you got anything to input, you know, check us out. Check us out on the Facebook page. And um, <clears throat> man, my throat is killing me. Hey, check us out on the Facebook page. Leave a comment. Let me know what you think. You know, uh, if you're watching on Spotify, there's a question that should probably be posted. Um, check it out. Answer it, right? I'm trying to get more involvement closer to where you're listening and everything. Um, other than that, you know, I, I just, again, I can't shout it out enough. Petty Officer Don, shout out to this person for writing this and, and taking the step up to talk about it. Um, if you're out there and you have mental health issues, talk about it with someone, uh, uh a friend, a family, your leadership, or, you know, do the best thing that you could do and go get that appointment and get it taken care of. And that's all I got from the Bravo Zulu uh, uh, desk. You know, um, I got to buy a little bit of time right here as I go into my notes and I get my disclaimer ready because, you know, people are always trying to be like, yo, um, are you sure you should be saying that stuff? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And if you want to know uh, for more information on how you can support the podcast, please visit us at anchor.fm backslash Bravo Zulu podcast. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of myself, Joshua Moore, and the individuals involved that do not necessarily represent the DOD, DON, or those of the respected institutions or organizations. Thanks for joining us. And that's what I tell them. 
All right. So y'all uh, take care. Don't forget, share it with a friend if you love it. And um, yeah, we'll see you in the next one. We out.